Please. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this looks insane. Take the deal, Scott. Just let Kang be your guide. He's idea. our daddy. He'll daddy? get us home. You want to know how you got these scars? Yeah. Well, I want to know. Got these scars. <laughs> I do want to know. I do want to know. That's what we'll, we'll talk about. It. We're going to figure it out. We're not going to wait for the movie. We're going to get our own answers. God damn it. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Kang the Conqueror has arrived at the MCU in the first trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with Jonathan Major showing his face as a far more dangerous variant of the trickster He Who Remains that we met in Loki. But this face is lined with scars from past wars. Not just like random comic book lines on the comic book version of the character, but it looks like actual scar tissue suggesting some backstory. Uh, and like the greatest DC movie villain of all time, Kang, as a multiverse man, has a story behind his scars behind that scars. truly is multiple choice. Welcome to the Kang Gang! I'm so glad MT is not here for this. <laughs> I'm glad you have to deal with me. I miss MT me. so much I'm glad right you have now. to deal with me for this. <laughs> We're happy to have you here. This is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's weekly Marvel reaction show. We are now in the interim weeks between Marvel's TV series. And this week, we are taking Quantumania by storm. And uh, we're wondering who gave Kang his scars. Americ Boss, MT, is on a well-deserved vacation this week. We miss you, MT. We hope you're resting up and that you're enjoying your time off. Uh, and we can't wait for you to come back. Uh, and I am here with my good friend Jessica Clemens to talk about Quantumania. Hi. 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 This is uh, a fascinating week. Lots of Marvel news is coming out. Uh, and we're now looking ahead to phase five and how the multiverse saga is beginning. Uh, so Jess, what are we talking about coming out of this trailer? How did Kang get his scars? Which I think is actually genuinely the number one question that everyone's been asking. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, I was wondering this too, like, because I saw this footage at D23 yes. and uh, mm -hmm. I didn't really notice that the they well, were there, but now. Were, were they not there in the D23 footage and now they are there in this one? Oh, that's you know what, what? That's what Brandon was saying. He was like, at D23, they didn't have the scars, but now they do have the scars. Interesting. Maybe that's why I didn't see them. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like people would have noticed. We saw it on these huge screens. Uh, there were some like, I think some, uh, I don't know how people in that audience recorded it, but we were able to record it from like a really terrible angle and you could kind of see. Maybe this that was Comic-Con, but they police you pretty hard uh, when they show that footage. They have like, seriously, there's a patrol of like maybe 30 men and intimidating looking men in dark suits who just kind of like comb every aisle looking at every single person and if you even have your phone in your hand they'll be like can you put your phone away please and they're it's like you, they keep a lid on this stuff i'm That'd amazed by their security operation oh my god i'd be so scared i'd honestly be so scared i wouldn't even have my phone out i'd be like i'm just gonna get tackled at any moment <laughs> yeah ah! i'm <laughs> off the grid <laughs> i'm off the grid at d23 all right, Kang's scars. Uh, so this is obviously a choice, right? So if they did take the effort to VFX mm -hmm. it in, they're gonna have some uh, backstory behind that. And I think to understand maybe how this Kang might've gotten these scars, let's quickly catch up on what we know of the history of Kang and his variants in the MCU thus far. So in the Loki finale, He Who Remains talks about his background as a scientist from the 31st century. And I'm just gonna quickly read exactly what he says because anytime we try to show these clips, Jonathan Majors just savors his delivery 
of it to put these long little pauses and, and tangents in there. And it's just a delight to watch, but I'm just trying to get to the basics of what exactly he said. I'm like gonna be like the stenographer reading back the transcript. <laughs> he said, I've been dubbed many names by many people, a ruler, a conqueror, he who remains a jerk, but it's not as simple as the name. And side note real quick, I wonder, is it gonna be like Scott who calls him a jerk in this movie? And since time is a flat circle, he remains is referring to that yeah, uh, backstory like, with call Scott. Me a jerk. I'm going crazy. It just a jerk sounds like something Scott it, would call oh, him. It's absolutely. like, come on, you jerk. What, 100%. Give me a and also, honestly, a missed opportunity. But maybe they didn't catch that flag like you did. So missed opportunity if they don't do it. Right. You still have time. You still, you still have time. You can be reshooting. We can get, uh, you know, a certain uh, DC superhero in a post credit scene in another universe within weeks of the movie's release. You can make anything happen in Marvel. <laughs> he Remains goes on to say, eons ago, before the TVA, a variant of myself lived on Earth in the 31st century. He was a scientist and he discovered that there were universes stacked on top of his own. And we see like rings of universes stacked on top of each other. At the same time, other versions of us were learning the same thing. Naturally, they made contact. And for a while, there was peace, narcissistic, self-congratulatory peace. They shared technology and knowledge, using the best of their universes to improve the others. However, not every version of me was so pure of heart. To some of us, new worlds meant only one thing, new lands to be conquered. The peace between realities, pff, erupted in all-out war, each variant fighting to preserve their universe and annihilate the others. This was almost the end of everything and everyone. That first variant encountered a creature created from all the terrors in reality, capable of consuming time and space itself. A creature, you both know, Eliath. I harnessed the beast's power and began experimenting on it. I weaponized Eliath and I ended, I ended the multiversal war. Once I isolated our timeline, all I had to do was manage the flow of time and prevent any further branches, hence the TVA, hence the timekeepers and a highly efficient bureaucracy, hence ages and ages of cosmic harmony, hence you're welcome. You came to kill the devil, right? Well, guess what? I keep you safe. And if you think I'm evil, well, just wait to meet my variants. And that's the gambit, stifling order or cataclysmic chaos. You may hate the dictator, but something far worse is going to fill that void if you depose of him. Obviously, my delivery of it doesn't even come close to Jonathan Majors. It was Majors. so good. The hence, you're welcome. Oh, oh hence, I love you're it. You're welcome. And he, when he talks about that uh, self-congratulatory narcissistic piece, oh, I love your hair, I love your shoes. I just mm. love every little thing such he puts good, into that monologue. He's such a good actor. I, he was having so much fun in that part in Loki. I loved it. I oh. know. I know. If anything, I'm glad that that was like the first Kang variant we met. Yes, he was just kind of like a fiddler on the roof. He's just like a giddy little uh, scamp. Oh. And I love him. Like, just because we're going to see so many different, like the one in Quantum Mania almost seems a little like Kang or uh, Thanos-like yeah. uh, by contrast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll probably get into this, but essentially I was like, yeah, he fe I feel like he was the one that got put there, that got banished to the Quantum Realm by one of the other yes. Kangs, and now he's stuck there. Yeah, I think that's, that's very possible. Uh, he Who Remains ended the multiversal war. He destroyed all the other Kangs. So why would he be worried about his variants? Well, it's because he didn't fully eradicate all other Kangs for all the future. Like, he needed to constantly maintain the sacred timeline to keep new branches from forming that would inevitably lead to new Kangs. So as he warned Sylvie, if He Remains gets taken out, new branches will form that will allow new Kangs to flood into existence and they'll just, they'll already be there. Uh, because time is a flat circle. So uh, was Quantumania Kang the exception to He Remains blockade? Was he just someone who like got away from that multiversal war? 
Or does his rising threat now prove he remains point? I think it's the latter. I think it's the fact that mm-hmm. they now, that we now have to worry about Kang yep. in the quantum realm is exactly what he remains warned us about. We are now living in a reality where a Kang was able to entrap Scott and Cassie, Hope, Hank, and Janet in the quantum realm due to an accident that otherwise would not have happened. Cassie's device malfunctioned now as a result of what Sylvie did. And I yep. think it malfunctions because it yep. is powered with quantum fuel given to her by a new friend. And she says, we yes. built this. Who is we? I think it's Nathan. I think it's Nathaniel Richards. Yes. A kid secretly from yes. the future, an unaware Kang variant, yes. AKA Iron Lad of the Young Avengers. Yes. Iron Lad was one of the branches formed by Sylvie killing who remains. Do you think that he intentionally did it? Cause we know in the comics, he didn't want to be a Kang eventually. He was like, I know I'm going to be Kang and I don't want to be Kang. I think it was in Secret War where he realized like, I don't want to be Kang, (laughs) but I know I'm going to become him. So you think he, this was like a willingly consenting, like I'm going to up her life or I'm going to mess up her life. Sorry. Bleep that out. (laughs) I think he was, uh, yeah. It doesn't, I would be like, um, I I need to leave. And he like flies into the sun or some shit. No, I love him. (laughs) I love him. Crossing streams. No, um, they, uh, yeah, he, I don't think he did it intentionally. I think Iron Lad's going to be a pure of heart person, but he might've had some kind of like, you know, maybe Kang knew that his collaboration with Cassie would lead to this. Oh, I love this. So like future Kang knew that young Kang would be like, hey, I'm just trying to make friends. And like, hey, she's an engineer. I'm an engineer. Why don't we just like hook up? I don't, I don't think uh, young Nathaniel did this on purpose. I, I think love he's this. just like, he's just following his natural oh. destined protocol of like helping yep. people share technology. And that's what we find out. That that was the origin story for all Nathaniel Richards mm-hmm. is they just want to meet like-minded mm-hmm. engineers and scientists and share to help improve their worlds. That's their destined path. And then it always leads to a tragic twist. I love this. Maybe young Nathaniel doesn't know that. But old Nathaniel does. Mm-hmm. And that's what old Nathaniel mm-hmm. used against the Ant-Man family. Oh, my um, that's, God. That's my approach on this. Anyway. I love that. And I am I completely abide by that. And I love it. And I have nothing. I don't disagree with any of it. Do you think there's it's other. It's canon until we're proven yeah, wrong. It's, yeah, it's canon until we're proven wrong. I'm going to go with that until I'm proven wrong. Um, do you think. So do you think there's other Kangs in the quantum realm with the Kang that we saw? The Scarred Kang. Is the Scarred Kang the same as the purple face Kang? Blue face Kang? I think it is because my mm. take on the blue face is that's a mask. That's like, you mm-hmm. know, how the Guardians of the Galaxy have the oxygen uh, preserver mask that's just slightly blue in tint. I think his is just thicker and more protective okay. from uh, from inter- enemy attacks. Oh, um, and, okay. and that mask actually leads into my theory of how Kang got those scars exactly. Oh, okay. So Quantumania Kang said in the D23 trailer that he killed countless Avengers so many that they start to blend together. And the lines on Kang's face are just, you know, they're just facial features that Kang always really has in the comics, but here they are scar tissue. And I think that's gonna be how MCU, the MCU distinguishes future Kangs. Like we might see different scarring on different Kangs to signal different battles that they fought and different Avengers that was like the last Avenger that they killed and left them with that scar. Mm-hmm. So we may see one that has like three slashes across the face uh... from like Adamantine Claws. Okay. Um, we may see one that has a big Mjolnir imprint that has like, oh, that'd uh, be fine. you know, the, that those runes, that oh. ring of runes that may just be imprinted on his face when he just got walloped in the face. So uh, he remains, of course, again, won the multiversal war with Eliath. He has no scars uh, because he just used Eliath, but the others walked away with scars. So here's my pitch. I think these scars with the even lines that run vertically down the face, I think these were given to him by Cyclops, Scott Summers. I don't think he took a direct hit, but Cyclops Insane. hit him with an optic blast that hit that blue Insane. face shield. And the blast was so strong that Insane. it burned partially through the mask just to leave Kang with some permanent scar tissue in that particular shape. 
That's probably a reach. I understand. I'm just trying to think. That That's would be insane. a cool explanation that would be for really how he got cool. scars that look exactly like that. I went back to the video just to watch back his scars. I love that theory. I love the idea that like each each Kang will have a different imprint based on who they were fighting and what realm. And this one that we did see, the one that we saw on Loki, doesn't because he used someone else to fight for him. I love the idea of that. I, I'm like, if they introduce Cyclops that way, honestly, I'd I'd warrant it and I'd be okay with it. Because this is a big deal. This is a Kang. And he's going to rule the entire, like, phase five into phase six. So it's like, oh, well, Secret Wars isn't phase six, right? Or is it phase five? Secret Wars is, I believe, the end of phase six. Yeah, so he's going to be throughout the entire thing. So to bring in Cyclops that way, whoo, that's insane. That's an insane theory. And I like it. I like it, though. I've never, and I'll be honest with you when I'm like, that theory is a little too crazy. I like this theory. This theory is genuinely very fun. I was trying to think, like, how else could he have gotten specific scars that are perfectly symmetrical like that? Like, you have Deadpool with his katanas that could have just gone no, like that. Exactly. I just feel like Deadpool's not part of it yet. It's like, it could be future events, too. That's what's so mind-boggling about it. Like, we may see him receive these scars in a future conflict with future Avengers and X-Men, and it all just kind of loops back because Kang's mm -hmm. always exist. Yes. Time is a flat circle. Causality is not a before and after thing anymore. Do not. I know that we've been taught to think inside the box with time, but for this, you cannot. Just don't think of like <laughs> forwards or backwards. It's like anything's possible. So is this the Kang that said, did I kill you? Like, are you an Avenger that I killed? So this is the one. This is the one yeah. that said that. Could it have been an Avenger? Like when they when he killed the Avengers, maybe one Avenger got a good lick on him. Um, and I'm just yeah. thinking of like what universe would have like a different Avenger or a different Marvel character that like could do that. I guess like no, because it's two lines. It's not like Hawkeye could like slash him with one up his eye. I mean, it could also be like Vision, right? Like we know in the uh, the the 2017 Avengers Unleashed Kang War comic storyline that I'm convinced is going to be the most uh, present comic influence in the way they do Kang in Phase Five. Um, Vision is really like the brains of the Avengers operation there. He's the one who's like, we must locate Kang as a baby and kill him as a baby. And they're all like, whoa, whoa, Vision, what? And he's like, well, you know, we all meditate killing Hitler as a baby. Can't we kill Kang as a baby? Can't we like, kill it's a Kang baby. And then like Wasp, Wasp specifically is the one who's like, F you, Vision. And the fact that like the original Wasp, Janet Van Dyne, is such a big part of this story makes me think mm -hmm. we're going to see something like that. In the Janet MCU. Van Dyne's connected to everybody in the comics. She is literally yeah. always under everyone. A piece of me is like, is it shaped like an M? Could he be like Bishop? Could Kang be a form of Bishop <laughs> from X-Men? I'm, I'm genuinely, yeah. I'm looking so close at his, that scar. And I'm like, does it make, is there arches? Are there arches like McDonald's? Yeah, Does he they, had yeah, to get do they sliced. Connect? They don't. It's it's. Just, he looks like Scar from The Lion King, just two. Yeah. I mean, are we looking at like was it Wolverine's son, Dokken? Yeah, that who, had two. Uh, has like just the two, mm -hmm. or X twenty three has the two on her. It's. On her I knuckles. think. I think you're completely right, and I want you to be right. And for storytelling purposes, I think it would be insane and so fun to be like he's got the scars from prior MCU like Marvel characters that we just haven't met yet. So I think we're on the right track of like, who could that person be that gave him that two slicks? But there's just so many people that use blades, they use swords. It, it, oh, it could be Cyclops' eyes. Like it, it could be anyone. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the way the optic blast is fired out of his eyes, generally the big, the ruby quartz blast, they kind of meet to make one big percussive uh, beam. 
Um, but like they are coming out of two different portals in his yes. eyes. So if it's in close quarters, if like Kang through his telekinesis removed the the True. focus lens, they would be two separate blasts that gets his face. Okay, right. I'm here for it. Do you think he got blasted with the mask on or he's wearing the mask now because of the blast? I think he got blasted with the mask on, but it was okay. just so hot. You know, if you're wearing a mask, like if it's just still that hot, it's still going to scald you on the other side. Oh my of it. God. But it's clean. It's clean enough it's to where so it also makes me think it's just a blade. But I mean, lasers are cleaner than blades. Lasers is why they do LASIK surgery with lasers. But you think probably. that laser would have just made two perfect lines? Two yeah. perfect lines. That's why I think it's a blade. That's why I'm like, that blade slice is deep. It's deep and it's that's what the scar tissue is. It's its skin. It's the healing of the skin. Mm -hmm. So it's deep. We would there. have to, um, I was gonna say they'd have to be super precise, but we have some swordsmen in the MCU who are pretty precise. Oh, there's a bunch of people. I mean, that's what I was also thinking. It's just like claws. So it's just like one switch. I'm I'm leaning Wolverine. I'm leaning Wolverine now yeah. that we know that he's coming into Deadpool and maybe they're gonna try to like lure that into something else. I don't know. I'm leaning more blades. So it's and Wolverine, I think it's but like the third claw yeah, like maybe went, just missed his head a little bit. <laughs> he got two of the three. Well, so the who, two uh, just kind of got the face. The third one. Who in the MCU, like, currently or past, could it have been? Like, it. Uh, Jacques Duquesne. I was like, Jacques. Or, um, <laughs> or Kit Harrington's character, um, a Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like, sure. Scarlet's character. I mean, hey, that's why I say, like, you could totally have, uh, you, you could have had Vision do this. Because Vision has, yeah. like, the beam, right? So I love there that. Oh, that. I like that idea. I like that idea. I love the entire theory. You, it's perfect. I think it makes complete sense. You could have had totally Green perfect. Goblin float in on his glider and just kind of skeet, <laughs> skeet really quick. <laughs> they go completely up and just cut him in the eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hold so. down. He can't <laughs> catch it. <laughs> I'm going to lean. I'd rather lean Cyclops and Vision before I lean the Hobgoblin. <laughs> Yeah, so let us know in the comments below how exactly you think, because my, my theory is that uh, this movie won't answer it, and then we no. will see it happen at some point in the what? future, either in like Loki season two or Kang Dynasty. We'll see a version of Kang receive those scars, was, and yeah. then it will, oh. it will close the loop. We'll physically see it? You don't think we'll get the straight up Joker like, you looking at my face? You want to know how I got this? You don't think we'll get <laughs> I don't think we will. I don't think we will because I think it's a smarter move to just like to show it to us present later. the character this way. It's more oh. what Marvel does is they just kind of like give you something and they let us speculate and then they answer know, or they don't. Um, do we know the time of when Ant-Man and Wasp was taking place on the timeline? We don't. We have to assume that every new release comes out in a specific, like just in chronological order unless they tell us otherwise i'm trying to think of because you know there's going to be disney plus shows that are going to take place like before it and maybe we'll see like a yeah. clean kang and or like when kang gets his cards and i'll be like that's him that's the one from ant-man and Qua like quantumania and i'm just gonna freak out oh i love that i yeah. love this and we should note that the big kang statue on the in the tva did not have scars it didn't have scars it. So there is another conqueror kang who's also unscarred unless that conqueror kang is self-conscious about his scars and is like, I don't want to look like I've ever taken damage before. It's more fearsome if I'm unscarred. I don't know. That's true. That, it, maybe he's the scar that's like, or the scar, the king that's a little insecure. So he just like powders over it. Uh, or he's like, don't put it in my, don't put it in my statue. Uh, but I like, that's a good note. You are, but you've been doing this forever. So I was like, that makes sense. I was like, I forgot about the statue in Loki at the very end. And it doesn't have a scar. 
Is it pretty Loki? Uh, or pretty 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 king? Pretty king? I think all kings are pretty kings. That's mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Okay, a few more questions we want to dive into from this trailer. First, the second season of the hit show, DC's Batman The Audio Adventures, is now out on HBO Max. Uh, Gotham City, a seething cauldron of crime and corruption about to boil over. In the long shadow of Two-Face and the Penguin's combined criminal might, Gotham City is gripped in twin fists of passion and terror as Harleen Quinzel bulldozes a path through her heart's desire and Scarecrow floods the city with new and improved nightmares. Tune in for a tale of life and death in Gotham City, starring Jeffrey Wright, Rosario Dawson, Bradley Whitford, Jillian Jacobs, Kenan Thompson, and Chris Parnell. Friend of the channel, Bobby Moynihan, plays the Penguin. He said in an interview with TV Insider that it's the role he's most proud of in his career. Stream DC's Batman The Audio Adventures Season 2 now on HBO Max. We also want to thank Brooklyn and for sponsoring this episode. Holiday shopping can be stressful. In fact, even saying that right now in the month of October just sends a shiver down my spine. Thankfully, Brooklyn is a place to get presents that are somehow perfect for all of your people, right on time and stress-free. Brooklyn strives to bring hotel-level comfort home with sheets that are high quality and offer premium coziness. Their luxe sateen sheets continue to be a favorite for their buttery smooth finish and perfect temperature for those who sleep a little chilly. And their weighted blankets are like wrapping up in a hug whenever you need. It's the perfect size to bring comfort to any corner of your space and just the right weight to put your mind and body at ease. This Black Friday slash Cyber Monday is a perfect time to commit to the comfort you're craving or gifting because every bit of it is on sale. And the Brooklyn and Rewards program means you actually get points for your purchases too. Too, along with free shipping and exclusive deals. Make your holidays even happier with help from the internet's favorite Brooklyn and Brooklyn's Black Friday Slaver Monday sale is only for a limited time and the deals don't get better than this. And if you happen to have missed out, use the promo code inside Marvel. Visit brooklinen.com and get $20 off plus free shipping on orders $100 or more with the code inside Marvel. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Okay, uh, so another big question from the Quantumania trailer, Jess, is uh, this whole idea of what Kang lost and specifically what Janet stole from him. Yeah. It seems like it's her uh, burden that she's been burying. Yeah. And I just want to ask you, what or who do you think Kang might have lost? It, do you? Okay. So you remember in Ant-Man and Wasp where she kind of fixes Ghost? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think it has something to do with That's what I've been thinking about. Does it have something to do with that? Is it that situation? Maybe she took something that now is inside of her that he's like, you stole this from me and you left. And now wow. I'm trying to get it back because I need that piece to get out of this hellhole. Um, not saying that the quantum mania is a hellhole, but are you saying? I mean, it kind of is. Good. Are you saying that she stole his immortality? Like I she think stole so. his it's regenerative healing big. abilities? Yes, I think it's something like that. It has to be something big oh. and adjacent to that. So, because I was like, why? She's she's uh, she's the most wanted right now. She as soon as she went back in there, I was like, she stole something. Something to try to get herself out. And she's smart. She's an engineer, too. So I'm like, it's something that she knew could get her out or something to help her get that signal. Because she still was able to, like, contact her slightly, uh, uh, Janet and um, the daughter. Wasp. No, the daughter was uh, Hope, Hope, Hope. Yeah. So it's like it was there a little bit. And it was something that I think she stole from Kang. And he's like, give it back because I need to get the hell out of here. But I also think he's going to try killing her because of it. <laughs> My uh, my theory coming out of D23 was that it was Ravona Renslayer, because I think that there oh. is a, a connection there, that he feels that maybe his rival, He Who Remains, took his love for him uh, and like okay. imprisoned her as Go a judge in, in He Remains TVA. That's still my favorite theory, because oh, like- I unplugged I think my headphones. Like... Wait a minute, I got too excited. <laughs> I got so excited. I pulled out my headphones. I'm so sorry. 
I love it. Oh, I do that all the time. My Good ears just kind of like steam flies out and then these airbus just it. go flying. I've seen you do that. You've seen it. Yeah, you saw it. Uh, okay, I think it's like Damon Lindelof, who's the showrunner. He, he worked on Lost. He worked on HBO's Watchmen and on The Leftovers. And I believe it was him who said the, the greatest answer to a mystery in a TV show or in a story is not a what, it's a who. And you see that a lot in some of the best stories. Like, remember in uh, in Daredevil season one on Netflix when they're like, what is Black Sky? And then they open the, the crate and it's a little kid. And it's like, oh, like that. That's such a cool thing to reveal when it's a person. Yeah. Um, so I like that theory a lot. It's just based off of this trailer. Like, I don't know what world Janet would have with, with Renslayer. I think it's a piece of technology. Yeah. I also, okay, I get it. Love makes you do crazy things. <laughs> I guess I want to, I, I need, I, and maybe they're just not putting in the trailer because I understand that maybe that's too revealing to put in the trailer is that it's all because of Ravona that's from Loki season one. But I'm like, I need, I need to, I need more, I need more reasoning. I need more justification because I did yeah. not see it at all in Loki. And then from the trailer, mm -hmm. it's like, there's, I don't think it's love. I think it's genuinely like, we thought that there was multiple Kangs in the quantum realm and they're all just beefing for a minute. And by multiple, maybe like two or three. Um, so I was like, oh, Janet has something that has, that will make it able for one of them to get out. And they're all fighting to get Janet to go get it, to get out. Um, and so I was like, that's where I was leaning. But I, I like the idea of a love story because there was, oh my God, it was a long ago that I read this, but there is, I think a brief, part in a comic about him being in love and like going back in time a bunch and doing stuff for her. But I can't remember. I can't remember. Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on it. But yeah, there's like a sixties yeah. comic. I mean, Renslayer's Hunter ID was a 23 and Avengers 23 in the sixties is when Renslayer is introduced and she's introduced as like Kang's like unrequited love. Like she's a yeah. princess. She, Kang's into her. She's like, no thanks. And then he's always pissed off about that. Mm -hmm. And like, why would they name this character Ravona Renslayer in the TVA if they didn't want her oh, to have a Kang connection? They it's could have named her to. anything. It's going to. Yeah. It's going to. That yeah, it absolutely So is. maybe not in this story though. I I think based off of this trailer, there's some kind of piece of technology that uh he needs to escape the quantum realm. It feels like Kang is trapped in the quantum realm. He's built this army. He wants to use it to invade the multiverse and like conquer everything. But the reason he hasn't done that yet is that he's trapped. He's stuck there. And I think we see a moment where Janet looks up at the sky. It looks like someone is crash landing. And it looks like that's she's alone on a farm. This is her early years when she was in the quantum realm. I think she's seen Kang's arrival. And they had some kind of relationship. And then maybe Ooh. she saw the danger in him. It's like, okay, you're staying here. But I think that's like, yeah, I like the idea that maybe it was some kind of like what something she took back with her, his mm -hmm. healing technology. And he can't withstand the journey out of the quantum realm. In the breakdown, I pose the theory that like Ms. Minutes is his navigator. Oh, and that she took Ms. Minutes that. or she hid Ms. Minutes somewhere in the quantum realm. Maybe the TVA is in the quantum realm. She hid Ms. Minutes in there. He can't get in there. Oh. Uh, and like he needs Ms. Minutes to navigate him. Okay. Like his little R2-D2. I ship. like that. You know what I was also thinking for your theory with Ravona? What if it was Ravona that gave him that scar or those scars? <gasps> because she did have like a weapon that was kind of like... It, felt, it looked like knives. It looked like knives. So did she use the pen? She oh, used her oh. high school pen and goes, ah. <laughs> Steve! He said, she said, I work at this school and just sliced him. And that's why the pen is just always there. Okay, it's it's very comical. Yes, it is. But also, I like the idea. It's like, that pen was more than just the representation of the school she worked at. It's also the knife or the pen she used to slice his face. But I... I in a different universe, it could have been like 
She's like, cause she, yeah, she definitely blew him off at first. She was like, stop. Like she could have sliced his face. Don't, 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 don't throw it away completely. I love that theory so much. I love that it would be Renslayer who gave him those scars. So we have just one more topic we want to talk about. First, we want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. While you may need to shrink down to visit the quantum realm, you don't always want to shrink to enter the bedroom realm. This episode is also brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost, you can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready, ready for whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. So it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, BlueChew can help. And we've got a special deal for our fans. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code MARVEL at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code MARVEL to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank BlueChew for sponsoring this podcast. And we all want to feel good in our clothes, right? But it's not always easy to find the right fit. That's why you should check out Roan. The dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your work time to your free time. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. Producer Zach loves his commuter shirt because he can go from work straight to dinner with the in-laws feeling fresh and looking his best. Which, I mean, that's really just a compliment to Zach because he can look fresh and his best in whatever he wears. But you know, the Roan shirt doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight to whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com slash Marvel and use the promo code Marvel to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash Marvel and use the promo code Marvel. It's time to find your corner office comfort. All right, Jess, just one question I want to leave us with. The trailer did not answer it. I really thought the first trailer would at least address this. What is Quantumania? What is it? What does it refer to in this movie? Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> it's it's okay. interesting. Okay, so a piece of me when I first heard this was like, oh, they just wanted a really crazy title. Like fast like how fast 10 your the Fast and Furious 10th movie is Fast 10. It's like fast in. I was like, maybe they just want something crazy. But then I also see that scene where you see that giant um, Ant-Man that's turning into shreds like uh, uh, like Reed from Multiverse of Madness. And you're just like, okay. And below him is a bunch of other little Kangs or a, lo- a bunch of other little Ant-Mans running alongside of him. So I'm like, are they just going to start breaking through different portals in the quantum realm that Kang has created once because, like, as storytelling goes, he's going to hit, like, his climax part for Kang. And I'm like, is it just going to be like Mysterio did to Spider-Man and just create, like, a bunch of mirrored mm. walls, dimensions, and, like, portals that lead to different things? And just because he controls time and he controls time in the quantum realm, it looks like, from what he said. So I'm like, OK, he's just going to be altering everything. So it's just going to be, like, quantum realm, quantum mania. If that makes sense. I think it does. I think you're onto something, Jess. Mm-hmm. My first instinct is that this city is just going to be called Quantumania. But I'm like, oh. what a dumb name for a city. Why don't I just call it Chronopolis? Yeah, literally. Please, just do it. Why won't they do it? Or call Why it won't they say Kangopolis it? or something like that. <laughs> you can call it whatever he wants. Didn't Jeff Loveness say it was it was Chronopolis? Am I wrong? I think he has said that before. Oh, or at least he said it's like based on Chronopolis. Chronopolis mm-hmm. is like... 
uh, something that would be fun to revisit, whereas Quantumania would seem specific to this movie to call it um, Quantumania. Okay. Um, okay. But it also feels like we're just we're getting we're ending phase four with Wakanda Forever, the name of the of the setting as in the title of the movie. However, my thinking for Quantumania is that it refers to what you were talking about, this moment where it seems like Scott is being tortured in this kind of we don't know if it's just a projection visions thing or or if these are actual Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man variants from across the... I'm going to say these are actual Ant-Man variants from across the multiverse that are, have all been kind of like confined in this place. Maybe sucked here by Kang or trapped here by past versions of Ant-Man who have tried to do this. And he's just like, all right, add another to the pile. You're Sorry. the... You're the 131st Ant-Man to try to do this. I am so tired of Kang just throwing people into different worlds when they're bad. <laughs> when it's going to bite him in the butt eventually if he just keeps doing this. He keeps just creating a world and being like, well, here you go. That would be so sick. That would be so sick what? if that's just a bunch of Ant-Mans. Yeah, I think that's got to be it. That's and so a lot of people sick. pointed this out. The word Quantumania has Ant and Man in the word. True. You can just A and T, then U M. Wait, no, does it? Yes, no, it, does. it does. M A N. No, it does. That's there. I looked at it closely. Quantumania. So I love this idea, and I and I started to talk about this in the breakdown. That I love you that. know, they keep comparing Ant-Man to Spider-Man in the MCU. They do it in this trailer mm -hmm. with the movie Russell goes, Thank you, Spider-Man. And then in Infinity War, no, it was Endgame, where they're like, wait, there's an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man. Spider like that's kind of a thing where it's the bug-themed Avengers who kind of get compared. And obviously Spider-Man's way cooler, but right now Spider-Man is, like everyone knows there's a Spider-Man, everyone has forgotten who Peter Parker is from the spell. So Peter, what makes Peter Parker unique, and we learned about this in No Way Home, is that he has a spider sense. Obviously he's unique in a lot of ways, but across the multiverse, Peter Parker has this spider sense that is a shared arachno frequency with all Peter Parker's, Miles Morales's, Gwen Stacy's, everyone who's a spider something in the universe, in the multiverse. Peter Parker has this kind of like innate hive mind with them. And we saw this a little bit in No Way Home where they all three of them get the spider sense at the same time when uh, when the, the bad guys are coming into the Statue of Liberty. They're all kind of linked that way. That's why they can kind of complete each other's sentences. That's why they go like, hey, him, me, you, him, what? I think there's going to be something with Ant-Man as well. And that when he's in this realm where all these other Ant-Man are running around, I... he, like ants in an ant colony, have a way to kind of like telepathically communicate with each other. We all already saw a version of this with like Hank Pym and Scott yes. Lang can yes. communicate telepathically with these ants to direct them. And, it, and I think now Ant-Man's new suit operates on that technology. I don't think he has the buttons in his hands anymore. He has it on his chest. Kind of like what Tony Stark had with the Mark uh, 50 and then the, the Mark 80, I think is what he left with. It's a neural link. And I think Quantumania is going to be the word for what it what happens when the Ant-Man variants yes. connect with each other using I... that hive mind. Quantumania is the word for when we're able to connect quantumly with our brains. I am so obsessed. I love that. <laughs> I love this might be my favorite episode of Inside Marvel, which is insane. But this has been a fun one. Holy shit. That I is I might insane. be reaching. I just think like no, the I word when they reveal now. the word in the movie, it's gonna yes. feel like a victory. And we're all gonna scream, Quantumania! Do you think they'll they'll probably even do like some sort of thing at the very end or something somewhere where it's like Quantumania and then the letters fall and it's like Ant-Man Ant-Mania. Ant <laughs> yeah. Uh Ant-Mania. The levels get un or the letters get unraveled yeah. and oh, turn into ribbons. That's and it's just Ant-Man. So is left. sick. Do you think so that big one just dies? We're just watching that yeah, big I think he's getting unraveled. I think he's getting pruned. Do, okay. I think so, Kang is like shooting fish in a barrel and he's just like. Do you think that's something. what happened to that wrapped person at the bar in the trailer? <laughs> 
You know what I'm talking about? I think he was like about to be tortured and Kang's like, just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, he started God. to unravel him a little bit. This is insane. I love this. I love this. And I want this so bad. Please do not change. I change the movie if that's not going to happen. Look, change the movie <laughs> if it's not going to happen. We're going to we're going to go with this. But I mean, here's the deal. And I and I joked about this at the end of the breakdown. Um, the more uh, more of a mystery box a movie or a show is where they're just presenting weird landscapes and we don't know what the realm is, the crazier the theories are. Remember ahead of Loki? And That's we're watching true. that or we before like, WandaVision. And we're like, what happen? sitcom is this? Like what? At least Wanda was kind of obvious with the sitcoms. It's like Loki. I remember like certain episodes. I was like, what the hell is going to happen? I was, getting, <laughs> I was getting so mad, especially when they went, when they got trapped on the planet. I was like, how are they going to get off this planet? That's about to explode. I was so mad. I was like, they're all stuck there. They're going to die. Oh my God. We're in a new dawn for theory crafting right now. We're going to come up with even crazier ideas than this to explain what this movie is. This, like, is this insane. has been a lot of fun. I love this. Yeah. I love that so much. I, oh my God, I want it to happen so bad. Oh my God, I want it to happen so bad. It better. I, um, I'm i so excited. I know this this trailer seemed like a sleeper for a lot of people. They're like, why is there Elton John music in this? Do we really need a third Ant-Man movie? It seems to be Trey the, the goofy San Francisco heist vibes of, uh, of the first still two Still heisty. Movies. It's still heisty. It's just time heisty. It's just time heisty. It's just time heisty. It's, uh, they're like, it looks too much like Spy Kids. And here's my thought on it. <laughs> okay, I don't Spy really Kids. care too much about like VFX-iness of it. Yeah. I care about like specific production design choices. And I like seeing these weirdos with these, with the weird uh, screw head dude. And the, the light? The, the tanks. The, yeah, the light android, uh, and then the like Pixar the guys with blue swishy water tanks that like feed into it, like lawnmowers mm. uh, spraying sod in there. Like what the farm with slugs on it? They're they're surfing a manta ray. They went to the Marvel yeah. the Marvel VFX team and said, "Draw whatever you want, and we're gonna choose like seven. <laughs> and they yeah. they said, "Okay, vroom. I, these, I'm, yeah. I'm very excited to learn more about these characters, and if they're all like from different." If they were born in the quantum realm or they came from outside, like how in um, Solar Opposites, how the little kid is stealing all the people and putting them in the wall. I'm like, are people just being uh -huh. taken into the quantum realm and just forced to stay there? I think they they were so hated in their universes that they just kind of fell through. They were looking yeah. for an escape. And then they're like, fine, I'll just shrink out of this. Shrink into this And then they place. fell in the lint trap of the quantum realm. Oh, and now they're like, I hate it. It's ruled by a crazy person. <laughs> it's crazy. Or some of them are like, I'm alive now. I love it here. Ooh, it's beautiful. Bill Murray's here. Bill Murray's here. <laughs> Jess, this has been a delight talking Quantumania with you. I can't wait to do it more over the next couple months. But we will leave it there for this episode of Inside Marvel. Follow Jess at Lulu underscore Clemens. You can follow me at EA Boss. MT will be back with us. He's just on vacation this week. So let's all wish him well. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Spider-Man. Bye.